Cesarean sections are one of the most common surgical procedures performed in the United States. Today, it is my pleasure to discuss family-centered cesarean deliveries. This is Reach MD, and I am your host, Dr. Renee Allen, and with me today is Dr. Patrice Basanta Henry, a physician at Atlanta Maternal Fetal Medicine, an affiliate of Mednax National Medical Group. Dr. Basanta Henry is board certified in both obstetrics and gynecology and maternal fetal medicine, and she also holds a Master of Health Science from Johns Hopkins University. Dr. Basanta Henry's clinical interests also include intrauterine growth restriction and endocrine disorders in pregnancy. Dr. Henry has published and presented research on the impact of chronic stress on the fetus. Dr. Basanta Henry, welcome to ReachMD. Thank you, Dr. Allen. It's my pleasure to be here with you today. Dr. Basanta Henry, can you tell us a little bit more about Mednax National Medical Group and your role within that company? So I'm a maternal fetal medicine specialist. And Mednax, the company that I work for, it's a national medical group that is comprised of some of the nation's leading providers of neonatal, anesthesia, maternal fetal, and pediatric physician subspecialty services. At Mednax, our goal is to reshape the delivery of healthcare within our specialties and subspecialties using evidence-based tools, continuous quality initiatives, and clinical research, all in an effort to enhance patient outcome and provide high-quality, really cost-effective care. In Mednax, what's unique about us is that we work in tandem with business professionals to manage the business aspect of our national group, and that leaves us as providers to focus exclusively on clinical and research aspects of healthcare. Dr. Basanta Henry, I am so excited to have you today as a guest speaking about this particular unique topic. We're going to be discussing today family-centered cesarean deliveries and the quote-unquote natural cesarean. So can you tell us a little bit about what is patient-oriented cesarean delivery? Before we even get to that point, let's just talk about why we even need to have a patient-oriented cesarean delivery. Currently in the United States, about one-third of all babies are going to be born by C-section. It makes cesarean delivery the most commonly performed surgery with rates that have almost doubled within the last two decades. So it's a procedure that is frequently performed, but evidence shows that women who undergo cesarean sections are less likely to have a satisfactory birth experience. And they're more prone to things like postpartum depression, bonding difficulties, and unsuccessful breastfeeding. With that in mind, one would ask oneself, what could we do to change this to make the mom have a more pleasurable birthing experience, even in cases where cesarean deliveries need to be performed? Well, despite the increasing rates of cesarean sections that are being performed and the decreasing rates of patient satisfaction, we know that the core cesarean practices and techniques, those haven't changed for several decades. We do C-sections today the same way they did C-sections when our mothers delivered. With the traditional C-section, the patient's perception is that they are separated from their family, wheeled into a cold operating room where they are strapped to a metal table. We have surgical drapes that we then hang in a fashion that separates them from their physician as well as from their baby. A surgical procedure takes place while they're awake, but there's very little interaction with them. 
when at some point in time their baby's delivered, but they're not involved in that process. That baby gets handed off to an awaiting pediatric team, and the mother actually does not have the initial bonding experience with the baby until she's in the recovery room. And that, we know, is a delay of about 30 to 60 minutes. Crucial time for initial bonding as well as initiation of breastfeeding. So what the patient-oriented C-section, or gentle cesarean as it's sometimes called, does is it's an emerging trend that incorporates just small changes that are aimed at making the process more like the vaginal birth experience and less of a regimented surgical procedure. The process itself is going to be different from institution to institution, but there are really going to be two central features for all of the patient-oriented deliveries. The first is that the mother and her guest in the OR, should it be the dad or another family member, are allowed to visualize the birth of their child. And that happens through clear drapes. The second thing that happens in the patient-oriented C-section is that the infant is going to be almost immediately placed on the mother's chest for immediate skin-to-skin contact. If you are just tuning in, you are listening to Reach MD, and I am your host, Dr. Renee Allen, and it is my pleasure to be speaking with Dr. Patrice Basanta Henry today, who is a board certified OBGYN and maternal fetal medicine specialist. Today we are discussing the family centered cesarean delivery. Dr. Basanta Henry, you were walking me through very nicely the process of the patient-oriented cesarean delivery, but can you tell me, is there any change at all in the actual surgical technique? There are no changes leading up to getting to the OR. When we're preparing to take the patient to the operating room, the process is going to be essentially the same. Once we arrive in the operating room, there's some small logistic changes that are going to take place. The patient's blood pressure cuff, IV catheter, and pulse ox are going to be placed on her non-dominant hand to allow the dominant hand to be used once the fetus or the infant is available. And then electrocardiogram leads are going to be placed away from where the baby is going to be. Maternal arms are also not strapped down, which is the usual procedure with a traditional type of C-section. When the surgery starts, the screen or drapes, solid drapes, are still up, and sterile routines are observed as usual. But once the uterine incision takes place, that solid drape is going to be lowered. The clear drape will remain up to assure that the operative field remains sterile. The head of the table is raised so that the mom is able to actually observe the birth. And as the fetal head enters the abdominal incision, The surgeon is going to clean the operative field and invite the patient's guest to stand to also observe the birth. Then the surgeon's role is going to become more hands-off than the traditional process because we want to allow what's called auto-resuscitation of the baby. Auto-resuscitation really is allowing the baby to breathe through the exteriorized mouth and nose while the trunk actually remains in utero attached to the placental circulation. And the thought behind this is by delaying the delivery for a few minutes, it allows the pressure from the contractions of the uterus to expel any kind of lung liquid that's there. And that's similar to what happens during a vaginal delivery. Then once your baby starts crying, the surgeon is going to ease the shoulders out slowly, allowing the mother and her guests to observe the entire process of the delivery. 
The court is clamped and cut in view of both individuals. And then the anesthetist is asked to clear the mother's clothing from her chest in preparation for the baby. There will be a nurse that's standing by. She's going to be dressed in sterile attire just to prevent any cross-contamination with the surgeon. And then the baby is going to be placed on the mother's chest with a warm towel. And once the baby is comfortable and warm, mom is going to be invited to initiate breastfeeding. The infant is only going to be separated from the mother to to assign APGARs and to do birth weight. But this is going to occur while the mother is being cleaned up and transferred to her stretcher. Once she's safely on the stretcher, mother and child are going to be reunited and skin-to-skin contact is going to be reestablished. They're transported to the recovery room together, and the process continues in the recovery room. Okay, this sounds like a very beautiful and intimate form of cesarean delivery. And I think that as more patients become aware of this, you're going to see more and more requests for this sort of delivery. So, Dr. Basanta Henry, are all patients eligible for a patient-oriented cesarean delivery? Who's a good candidate and who's not a good candidate? So, as with any surgical procedure, you want to have careful consideration as to who meets the criteria for a particular approach. And there should be a discussion with the patient as to why she does or does not meet that chosen criteria. So, for the patient-oriented approach, the best-suited patients are going to be patients where there's no anticipated maternal or fetal issues that are going to require additional attention during or after the delivery. So for an example, a patient who has a scheduled delivery for a reason such as a prior C-section or a prior uterine surgery, those are going to be great candidates. Or someone who's having a cesarean delivery for a failure to progress, but there's reassuring fetal status. Patients who are not good candidates for this technique, anyone where there is suspected fetal or maternal compromise, if there's anticipated excess bleeding, if the baby is delivering preterm, or any kind of emergency situation, regardless of what the indication is for the C-section. Dr. Pacenta Henry, do you see any potential roadblocks to this approach to becoming standard of practice within OBGYN? I do. This is a fairly new technique. There are very few physicians and hospitals that have experience doing it. On the simpler side, it's going to require some logistic changes but these can easily be adopted at very little or no cost. So things we talked about before, such as anesthesia equipment needing to be repositioned, clear drapes would need to be purchased in addition to the usual surgical drapes, and there also is a need for additional nursing staff to be able to monitor the infant while he or she is on mom's chest. Those are easy to implement. The more difficult change I foresee is an adjustment in the attitude of the actual healthcare team. For us as a surgical team, you know the operating room is a sacred place, and there are well-established routines that have been in place for a long time. They've been drilled into our heads, and we know that those processes are in place to assure patient safety. So any changes to this very well-established routine really amounts to a cultural change, and those are things that are difficult to implement in the healthcare field. Of note, there are no current studies with hard scientific data regarding the outcomes such as infection control or regarding hypothermia in the infant. 
And with that in mind, I could see where there would be further hesitancy on the part of providers and the hospital to make any kind of widespread changes to already established techniques that have strong backing with studies that show that those are reliable methods to assure patient safety. Dr. Basanta Henry, all of this seems to be focused on patient satisfaction. How do we begin to process the moving towards increased patient satisfaction with the birthing process, including cesarean deliveries? And with regards to this specific approach that you're speaking about, what do you think are the benefits to this new approach? With all births, the process for a satisfying experience actually begins long before the patient even shows up on labor and delivery. Ideally, you want to be having an open, honest dialogue between you and the patient during the prenatal period. For physicians, it's going to be important for us to understand what each patient's individual expectation is of the delivery process, as well as what her concerns are about that process, and to kind of have that discussion throughout the pregnancy. With these kind of dialogues occurring, it's more likely that the patient will have a comfort level with us as providers and have that feeling that their desires are being considered regardless of the outcome. Once this rapport has been established, even in the worst case scenario when a cesarean delivery is deemed medically necessary, however undesired it may be by the patient, she's more likely to trust that there's a mutual goal for both infant and maternal safety. Dr. Basanta Henry, we are nearing the end of our interview, so briefly, is there any additional information that you'd like our Reach MD listeners to know about this particular topic? Yes, it's very important for us as providers to remember to communicate through the birthing process, keeping patients and family members abreast of changes in clinical scenarios and making them feel like a part of the delivery process. And this includes even when cesarean deliveries have to be performed, and that be whether it be the traditional technique or even newer patient-oriented techniques. Many thanks to our guest, Dr. Patrice Basanta-Henry, for joining us today and discussing this very timely and appropriate topic about patient-oriented cesarean delivery. Dr. Basanta-Henry, thank you so much for being a guest on ReachMD. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I am your host, Dr. Renee Allen. To download this podcast and others in this series, please visit ReachMD.com. We encourage you to like, share, and comment on this episode. Thank you again for listening to ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.